Uh, I'm delighted to say we're joined on the line now by Damon Goff, better known as Badly Drawn Boy, playing the Bowery brand new venue in Dublin in Rathmines on December the 18th and the 19th. Damon, how are you? Um, I'm really well, thanks, Tom. Um, our paths don't seem to have crossed as much as I would have thought they were going to. Um, I was interviewing oh. you a fair bit uh, 10 years ago, but not so much of late. Yeah, I've, I've been uh, taking a bit of time off when, when I seems to be when I turned 40, I think. I don't know. Uh, is it just a coincidence, really? Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to say I'm, I'm back raring to go. So these these gigs kind of, kind of mean a lot to me, really, in a lot of ways, for lots of different reasons. So uh, coming back over there to Dublin and Cork to play, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, they obviously mean a lot to us as well, because both dates are sold out. I know. I mean, that was, uh, that was a shock to me as well. I mean, I... It's always gonna do okay because I've always, I've always, I've always done well when I played over in, in Dublin anyway. And but it was, I think it was kind of like on the same day or in the morning the, the gigs went on sale and uh, immediately put a second gig. They, I got a call to say, "Would I do a second one?" And I said, "Yeah, delighted to." So it's the first time in my career really I can remember that happening because uh, usually a, a string of dates go on. Like a tour, last time I toured UK was last last summer. Uh, 2015, and you don't really get to hear. I mean, you hear about artists selling out big places. Uh, I mean, like God knows how it feels to sell out like Wembley Stadium and do another one. I mean, but for me, this was like the size doesn't matter in this case. It's like I was just chuffed to bits to hear that uh, it, it went on sale for another night so quickly, and and that sold out too. And we could have done maybe another another two, perhaps. But um, it made me feel very good, and and. Uh, and uh, just that people really want to, want to come and see me, so that's I'm I'm delighted about that. Right. Um, I'm I'm not surprised people want to go and see you. Um, much loved artist, Damon. Um, yeah, thanks. What What will you be doing on the night? Um, I'm not, I'm I'm just I'm not not really planning too much. I I think it's kind of I'm, I'm playing solo. Gigs like I have been doing for a while. I played with a band last year when I, I re-played the first album, The Wildebeest, in its sort of entire format. And then that that was a one-off thing for a few dates that I did last year. And now I'm, it's just easier at the minute to be playing solo. I find the freedom of playing solo just means I can switch things up night to night and and, and do different songs. Uh, if somebody shouts one out, even. Uh, Throughout a set, I can I can play a variety, a, a wider variety of things, and and um, so it should be quite intimate. I've, I've heard a lot about the venue itself being really brilliant and uh, like decked out like a ship or something. Yeah, interior and uh, portholes and stuff along the bar and all reclaimed stuff that I've, I've read about the venue, and it sounds like it's sounds like uh, sounds like Ray uh, Ray I've talked to about doing it. Uh, I played in Derry earlier in the year, a festival, and, and we got on really well and we talked about perhaps coming back soon and this is why we're doing these, these gigs. And um, he, he, he's very excited about this, this venue in particular and getting someone like me over there. And So that sounded all, all good. Yeah, it and it, it just, just uh, I think sometimes a venue can can play a big part. Uh, it does play a big part because, you know, every night when you're on a tour, for example, it, it, the venue... In a nice, in a nice way, it makes every gig different. Um, so for, for you as the artist, it's not like you're playing in the same space every night, and it, and it changes. 
the atmosphere, the audience are different each night. And but I think I think from what I can tell of the Bowery up to now, it seems like it's a venue that's really geared for a live thing, for yeah. for a happening, for, for for something exciting. And, uh, and it's up to me to make sure that that happens in terms of. But I'm just going to play, you know, all the songs people want to hear, and okay. perhaps a couple of new ones. Great. Um, so very much the hour of uh, Bewilderbeast, which is um, on its fifteenth uh, anniversary. Can you believe it? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sixteenth. Yeah, it came out in two thousand, so it was it celebrated fifteenth. That was why I re-released it um, in January. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Great album. Still, do, how do you how do you find listening to it? Um, it? It still holds up. It still sounds brilliant to me. But what's it like for you listening back to it? I think I think I just have really fond fond memories of of, of that period, and uh, obviously it was my first LP and my first attempt at. I, I, I always saw myself as an album an album's artist. I'd done a few EPs before that, but the real test is, is to make a, an album. That's what I signed a record deal for, and obviously that kind of ethic may have gone a little bit in terms of people buying singular tracks off iTunes and all that downloading. But I think a lot of artists like myself still, it became a format, you know, in the 60s. I was seeing a program about this the other day, and um, the way that an album changed the way people consumed music with with likes of Bob Dylan and the Beatles and other bands in the 60s. And it became a way of presenting and marketing an artist with artwork and everything and uh, something to something for the fans to, to grasp. So I, th- I think I grew up with that. and. Yeah. And it's something that I see as still important. So when I to get the first album under the belt was was quite a big deal, and, and obviously I was it was well received, and it it, it gets your career on the go really with yeah, being well. your first album. So, so the job was was done. So I look back on it, and all all the songs that you know I still I still always play a, a big chunk of that album when I play yeah. gigs, and it always plays a part. It's uh, it won the Mercury Prize, of course, uh, which is a pretty yeah. brilliant start uh, for a first album, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Some people say it can be a, a bit of a kiss of death, and there, there, there are there's many, uh, quite a lot of artists' debut debut, uh, debut albums won have won that prize, including mine, and uh, a lot of solo artists as well, which is odd. And uh, so, and so I think some some of them, like myself, do have periods where you where you seem to disappear for a bit, but. I'm in it for the long haul, as they say, and um, I, I, I kind of weirdly see this. I'm like, it's half time, you know. I've gone, I've had a good first half. First 45 minutes have been good. I've, I've I'm, I'm slightly ahead in the game, but I've got to keep on top for the second half. And I, I, I'm looking forward to kind of a, a second half of my career now. So I think these gigs that I'm doing later in the month uh, in December. Are, uh, I think it's like I'm going to see it as like a little celebration of a review of where I've got to up to now. Okay. And, and let everybody know that I'm I'm kind of raring to go again. I'm I'm just doing material for for a next album, which is long overdue, really. Yeah. So, um, celebrate the halftime. Have the slice of orange. Do the gigs. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Maybe maybe get the trainer on for a little bit of. Yeah. Yeah. A few of the muscles are aching a bit, but but I'm not, I think I've got another half in me. I'm delighted to hear it. I'm not, um, not going to sit on the bench. Yeah, may even go to extra time. We have to wait and see. Um, yeah. So you'll do some new songs at this, but a new album um, at some point in the future. Yeah, I've been, I've been I've been threatening to release something new for the last few years. I mean, I think I've, 
the last real studio album was like 2010, so it's these these last few year, years have crept on. Yeah, took, took me by surprise really, and the pace of, the pace that life goes at. Although, although I do feel like I've, I don't, I've been through a lot. Um, I did a soundtrack as well in 2012, the, a film called Beam Flynn. Yeah, with Robert De Niro in it. That that didn't really get a, a big outing as it should have done. The film itself was was kind of came and went, and but the, the body of work's still there, so that's okay for me. And um, but it, it's meant it's meant that it appeared a long time it's gone. Four years, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I went through a breakup with my uh, my partner, long term partner, uh, the mother of my two children, and that that took its toll. Of course, it was. Um, yeah, and we're still friends now, which is great. And I'm I'm with someone new, and we're we're going strong. And uh, I've just moved house recently. And I've, life's life's really good again. I'm back oh, on great. track. And, that sounds great. Uh, that sounds very encouraging. Yeah, so I it. feel like I've just. I'm lucky to feel like, like uh, I'm ready to go again. I'm, I'm really. I've just got a studio in my house for the first time in a long time, where I can just record things as and when I get an idea. Uh, and um, I've got a lot of good stuff ready to go. So yeah, that, brilliant. It's definitely going to be something next year. This this year was going to be a possibility, but it's it's just battered away without. Uh, it's been a good year for me personally in terms of getting a lot of things together and ready to go and politically and otherwise it's been a strange year and yeah lots of lots of strange lo- loads of people dying as we know in the public eye lots Ish, of yeah, yeah it's been and awful but for me, me personally i've had a i've had a good a good year against all the odds great but yeah looking forward well, i think next year i'll have a new album ready to go well, hopefully we get to talk to you around that again. But it's good to hear that um, your ducks are kind of lining up again um, in a yeah. good way. And uh, I particularly yeah. like the football analogy. And I hope, <laughs> you know, because you, you did, I think I've all talked to them, you did once try out for, it was Manchester United, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, going back a long time, it was, uh, I was probably like 18 or something. And I, I played I played to a good standard of football uh, in Bolton, in the Bolton area, Bolton Lads Club, and... And one of the Tony Molden was a was a he was a talent scout uh, going back. He played for Preston. His, his son Paul played with me. Paul Molden was a he went he turned professional, played for England schoolboys and stuff. Wow. And so yeah, I had a bit of a run out. I didn't really. I think that was the defining moment where I realised I wasn't really up for the the sticking it out. Um, it was too hard, too hard work. I wasn't. United fan either, which didn't help. So well, that's obviously very wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, it was the odds were against me with that one because they were a bit. Yeah, yeah, still, and, and a... I found music instead, which, which, which I, I, I feel like has, has been the right path. It lasts longer, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you can you can have a good a good second half at any point in your life, which is you know. Well, yeah. If you look at the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger's still running around the stage. It, his age, yeah, just playing um, that big in Cuba, which was amazing. And their new album is brilliant, which is yeah. all all blues covers. He sounds twenty two on it. I don't know. I don't know if they do it. I mean, you do, nobody would have put the money on those guys no. going that far. No, there has to be <laughs> something in the music. It has to be. God, yeah, life affirming. Life affirming. You, you, you watch. We don't want to go too far into the stones, but just watching. Uh, they're they're a real. I don't know. Some, I, I was never the biggest Stones fan, but I always liked them. And then something about you look—you look at the simplicity of some of the tunes. Charlie Watts hardly plays anything. Yeah. And uh, the guitar, Keith, just—they look like they're just 
larking about, but it some, somehow sounds amazing. Amazing. Like it's just, it's with, you know, the, the, from that era, that sadly they're all, yeah, they're all too old or, or dying or, uh, but that kind of thing will never happen again. Those those were the yeah. first big famous bands, and yeah, but it's good to see them still out there. And doing better and better. Damon, listen, the best of luck in the Bowery. And um, yeah. hopefully we'll talk to you next year when there's a new album arriving. So, oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Thanks, th- thank you. Thanks okay. for joining us, Damon. Thanks for having me. No worries. Indeed. Thanks a lot.